Hi, and welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin. Before we begin, I just want to start with a loving-kindness meditation that I was reminded of recently. It goes, May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be free from pain. May you be free from suffering. May you live with ease. May you be happy. May you be free from pain. May you be free from suffering. May you be safe. Um, I was reminded of it by another podcast called The Happiness The Happiness Lab by Dr. Lori Santos, uh, a professor from Yale University. Um, <clears throat> so many of you are doing your best to maintain social distancing. And uh, I want to applaud all of you that are doing your best because certainly I'm sure like myself, you're not finding it very easy. Um, I also want to speak to, um, I guess, kind of getting lost into uh, endless binging of Netflix or video games. Just uh, the amount of screen time that that we're, we're having now. Um, I'm sure for many of you, who have set up a screen, I, I don't know what it's called, it's a feature on, uh, on Apple products where it will offer a weekly summary of the amount of time you're spending on your respective devices. And um, for me, uh, for some reason, it, it's gone down uh, when I feel like I'm spending every waking minute in front of a screen. But um, for some of you, I'm sure perhaps you're noticing uh, an uptick in the amount of screen time you're, you have. Now, I recently started uh, getting into this video game. It's called uh, Dota, Dota 2. And uh, I mentioned it before, and it's a, it's a game that I thoroughly enjoy and uh, you're, you're playing against uh, other people around the world and I started playing it again I think around January and up until then I didn't play any games for I'd say perhaps a year or so and I've always had this love-hate relationship with this video game because I I often overindulge and um, and at times it, it brings out the worst in me uh, and it wasn't until I'd say uh, this past weekend or might have been even before last week where uh, I found myself getting into this um, this argument uh, with complete strangers over a, a folly in the game 
And uh, I'm fortunate that I had um, the self-awareness after the fact that I realized I was uh, far too vested in the game than I that I like to be. So uh, deleted the game. And it got me thinking about, in a more macro perspective, how we live our lives in this way that is often called cancel culture or, um, you know, um, deep platforming, so on and so forth. And I've had, I've had quite a bit of time to think about that. And it wasn't until I myself got caught up in this video game that it kind of reminded me of that, that topic. And I realized that when someone or something is not serving us, we will take measures, um, and I don't mean serve us in a way where they're benefiting us, but if they're not, if they're not being um, a place of goodness, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap around back to that topic again uh, in a little bit. But if they're not contributing to uh, the person we want to be or so on and so forth, we will, we will naturally avoid them, distance ourselves from them or the video game or that, whatever, whatever it is. And it's become this new social um, address where it's now considered cancel culture. So my, my simple opinion on cancel culture is we've been canceling not only people, but things, games activities that are not inducive to uh, being our best selves. And so when it comes to the more common, larger uh, controversies like removing individuals from um, social media platforms, it's it seems appropriate to me. It's like if someone, if you invited someone to a party and that individual was, was not being courteous or respectful to um, the rules that you hold, the certain standards that you, you honor, um, at your party, then you're going to kindly ask that individual to leave. And it's no different from any other social media. Now, if something is, um, perhaps like a, like a publicly funded government, um, social service, certainly there are some caveats that can be uh, discussed, but 
when it comes to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, if you're not if you're not living by their rules, and they can make up these rules as they go, because it's it's owned by one person, then that's the reality. Again, it's no different from if an individual is infringing on your your space or your boundaries, you're going to make decisions to avoid that person or distance yourself from that person. And that's okay. I also had the difficult decision of removing myself from a few people that I've known my nearly my whole life. And, um, and it was, it was timing as well as having the maturity to understand that certain people don't have my best interests at heart. And, um, and I believe are are not the greatest people to have in my life at this time. Um, I'm I'm in a place right now where I'm transitioning between jobs. I am trying to figure out what I'd like to do for income. I know that I really enjoy posting episodes on this podcast, so hopefully this can be monetized in some way, but until then, um, I'm certainly living pretty conservatively with, uh, with my finances. And for me, I realized that if there's one thing I don't need right now in my life, it's, it's negativity. And perhaps when I'm in a better place, I will slowly allow certain people back into my life but until then i got to keep that negative negative energy away from me for a long time i was trying to figure out if these negative people in my life are there to help almost humble me or remind me to be more uh, conscientious and I'm often reminded of this um, I don't know poem or story by the poet Rumi and I'm just going to read it it's called the guest house this being human is a guest house Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes 
because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Which also reminds me of uh, another story uh, called um, The Chinese Farmer. And it's, um, it's, it's how to almost embrace and surrender circumstance. So just to speak to the guest house by the poet Rumi, before I read uh, the other story by, um, called uh, The Chinese Farmer, I've had this love-hate relationship. This is this is how I know I'm not Buddha, with um, honoring and setting boundaries, all while at the same time being accepting and loving of everyone and everything. And uh, it got to a point where the hypocritical and contradictory um, actions and behaviors of certain individuals would uh, infuriate me. And clearly it infuriated me to a point where I I made it clear that I no longer wanted to associate with them. And uh, I did this over a a WhatsApp group. Uh, There was some um, joking banter that was taking place that I recognized as um, contradictory only because I know in the past I would make similar jabs and uh, they would turn around and and call me racist. Uh, However, the fact that they're making those same jabs but they themselves would never consider themselves racist. It just, uh, it infuriated me. So I simply indicated in this uh, group chat that I appreciated their humor and that I simply no longer wanted to associate myself with them. And then I I removed myself. Um, And so I've had this love-hate relationship with Maybe these people are in my life and I need to keep them in my life so I could, I could have both, um, you know, these great, um, what do I call them? Um, like, uh, mentors or, um, people that I can look up to and that will remind me to be my best self as well as these group of people that keep trying to bring me down and be negative and are toxic and it's a balance right I don't believe that everyone should be optimistic and happy because that's not the yin and yang of our our reality and it's in that it's in that space of that balance of good and evil the um that that uh that what's the word i'm looking for 
that duality that is what our reality is. In any case, um, so I simply explained that I wanted to uh, no longer associate myself with these people. And it, it's, been, it's been a love-hate relationship um, because, again, I, I felt as though these people are there for a reason. But now I'm at a, pl a place in my life where I, I, can't, I can't have that toxic um, energy near me at this time. So, um, just to jump back to this story, the Chinese farmer, it goes, once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer who lost a horse, ran away, and all the neighbors came round that evening and said, that's too bad. And he said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back and brought seven wild horses with it. And all the neighbors came around and said, that's great, isn't it? And the farmer said, maybe. The story goes on in greater detail where um, the son of the farmer tries to wrangle one of the horses and uh, begins riding one. And because it's a wild horse, it bucked and the son fell and broke his leg. And again, the neighbors came around and wanted to check up on his son and said, I'm so sorry this happened. And the farmer simply said, maybe. Soon after the country went to war and um, people were starting to be um, inscribed into the army and when they came around to the farmer's home they came to the conclusion that the son was unable to go to war because of his broken leg and the neighbors came around concerned with the possibility that their, the farmer's son had to go to war and of course they found out that due to his leg he didn't have to and they said, how fortunate. And the farmer said, maybe. The point being is to try to live in such a way that nothing is either an advantage or a disadvantage. Um, Alan Watts, he says, the whole process of nature is an integrated process of immense complexity and it's really impossible to tell whether anything that happens in it is good or bad because you never know what will be the consequence of the misfortune or you never know what will be the consequences of good fortune. And, um, and I'm very fortunate that I definitely look at things from uh, a positive perspective I think it, it helps with my mood. It helps with um, understanding pain and suffering and misfortune. Uh, but I understand that not everything is like that and not everything is 
going to be, um, you know, it's always going to be, not every day is always going to be sunny. So I, I try to come back to becoming more accepting and, and moving on. And I'm very fortunate that I have the ability to set boundaries and recognize what, what I need for my mind, my body, and my spirit. Definitely over the last uh, 30 days or so, it's day 27, um, I've been doing 50 push-ups, 50 squats, 2 minutes of plank, 10 minutes of reading, uh, 10 minutes of meditation. I've been keeping up with that. And uh, I have to admit that that is definitely playing an enormous role in uh, my, my confidence, um, my ability to maintain some stability uh, with respect to uh, my emotions, my moods. And so um, I think beyond the 30 days, I'm, I'm going to try to continue this, this habit because when I kind of do things that are physical, that are in my body, it, it definitely pulls me out of my, my headspace. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that update with you all. Um, I'm so grateful again for all of you that are listening um, to my friends and family that continue to support me. I want you all to know that I love you and I hope you all stay safe.